0: And even some of the best guitar works, actually, the last song, even though it's the quietest song, yeah, some of the best guitar work. By the way, I'm going to cut all this. I just got into a tangent. <laughs> you never know, you
1: never know, so, it's-
0: because there is actually something I want to talk about. Getting into the episode, well, use that to start off with. What that? So go ahead. <laughs> so, John, do you remember Wesley Morgan? the owner of Liquor World in Madison County, in Richmond. He yeah, also owned and you still see area. signs up
1: around, because they just got done yeah. building that new Liquor World, yeah.
0: Because he was a state representative.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he was actually elected state representative, and it was really funny, because one of the first things that he did, hes a, for the audience, hes he's a liquor store owner turned politician, and the first thing that he did in office was to push for a bill that made, like, you get more on the dime or something like that for liquor sales. Like it was something that was so obviously benefiting his personal business. Mm-hmm. And that was the first thing that he did. And that just kind of like that's how his whole time as state representative went. Anyways, I go on all that to say that just the other day um somebody shot him, his wife, and his daughter and his daughter was murdered.
1: I died Isn't that, that insane? That totally like went over my I never saw that in the news or anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, former state representative, Madison County. He's in Madison County, Kentucky. Yeah, it's, car- it's crazy. And now he's posting on Facebook, pictures on Facebook. Hold on. Sorry, audience, you won't be able to see this. But I have a picture that John might be interested in. Can you see that? Yep. He posted a picture on Facebook of his bloody hospital bed.
1: It's just bragging. It's what it, yeah, it's just. ah,
0: It's so interesting. Anyways, look him up, uh, audience. Um, he's a wild man. He honestly really, um, he's honestly really—he's really not a good person. But a lot of people, there's a lot of speculation as to what's going on. There's a manhunt for the person who did it or the supposed suspect. He's now, like a 23-year-old. I wait. Huffington. I might have
1: actually seen that then because something popped up on my Google Now yeah, feed. Yeah, he's out. He's that, out and about. No, I think KSP might have already got him. Because something popped up a few hours ago on my feed. No way. What was you the what was the girl's name?
0: Something Morgan. Oh,
1: I I, re- I really I really think I saw it. I'm not shitting you. Like unrelated. Any, oh, anyway, my God. we'll figure that out later. Stay tuned. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: <laughs> get back with us to find out what happened to the Morgans. Actually, it is kind of sad, but I will also say that he's a not a good person. But mind. it is also sad. So yeah, condolences and uh, sorry. That's awful.
1: Or whatever the politicians say in our thoughts and prayers and whatever <laughs> in our thoughts he will be in our thoughts and prayers, yes, yes sir. <laughs>
0: So, welcome back to the show. <laughs>
1: that was the <laughs> most—that was the most off the wall intro, probably, besides some adult and stuff. It's like it was in my head, John. Um, this episode of Rumors of Confabulation—I believe you have something for me. Is that right? Yeah, I've been having random ideas, and this kind of popped up. It didn't turn out to be as much as I wanted it to, but I think it's still interesting, and it fits our confabulation. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm I'm excited. During the U.S. Civil War, the U.S. Patent Office saw a significant rise in incoming applications for ingenious contraptions to help with the war effort. Wait.
0: Repeat that?
1: During the U.S. Civil War. The U.S. Civil War, okay. And the lead up to it, the U.S. Patent Office saw a significant rise in incoming applications for ingenious contraptions to help with the war effort. Um, Okay. So, wait, are we talking
0: union confederate
1: or both union i don't union. I don't know about the confederate um okay, okay, I doubt they had their shit together enough to have a patent office <laughs> yeah, you got me there so, I, I, um, I, I- I don't know if those are even broke down on the state level to have, maybe they are anyway, but
0: <laughs> and that's all it was about was state rights
1: <laughs> There you go um <laughs> that's not true. I know, I'm just being... Uh, uh, <laughs> and immediately after South Carolina fired on the federal garrison at Fort Sumter in Charleston, mm-hmm. inventors flocked to the White House and the War Department to plead, offer, and peddle their ideas to a government now at war. Wait, what, we had
0: we had grifters in the White House trying to just, like, peddle off their crazy inventions? Nothing's new.
1: Nothing's that's new. Amazing. We just know more about it now. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So, quote... <laughs> According to Presidential Secretary John Hay, the inventors were more a source of amusement than annoyance. They were usually men of some originality of character, and not infrequently carried to the eccentric. Carried to the eccentric? No, that's how he described them. <laughs> Original of character. That's a lovely way to
0: <laughs> Original of character. If you're being told that in was this eighteen sixty two, that's those are harsh words. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good when that's that's what you're being called.
1: In honor of current events, I say that in quotation marks, tonight I bring up the lesser-known U.S. Army Balloon Corps. (laughs) (laughs) We got balloon boys? Now, ballooning was neither new to the public or the military in 1861. (laughs) Ballooning? In fact, most balloonists before 1861... (laughs) Made their living as carnival performers and uh, and itinerant professors of chemistry. Wait, they were crazy. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, if you're going to go be suspended up that high in the air back then, it was probably you'd never be a little bit of an adrenaline junkie.
0: Okay, I'm glad he said up in the air because that I I wanted to ask immediately. What kind of balloons are we talking about right now? Let
1: me keep going, and you'll, fi- you'll figure it out real quick. So the first okay. the first manned balloons were launched by the French in the late 1700s. One of the very first flights was actually witnessed by Benjamin Franklin in
0: 1783.
1: Oh, my. The first American balloonist <laughs> was John Wise, who took flight in Philadelphia in 1835.
0: <laughs> Wait, so Philadelphia...
1: Is able to have the first balloonist. Yep. Now, balloonist, so, do, do you know what I mean? It's somebody who goes up in a hot air so balloon. So, we're talking hot air balloon type not, of yeah, attraction. Th- yeah, not... not but uh, that's the uh, idea. Yeah, not balloon but, animals, like, from a...
0: Not a clown, yes. or... Have you ever seen that, um... What is it? And it's an episode of My Strange Addiction, I believe. There's a guy who just loves balloons. Oh, and my... he keeps them in his house. They're all over his room... He hugs him, he sleeps with them, and if one of them pops, he's genuinely, like, <gasps> shaken to his core. No, like, seriously, it. you all showed
1: that to me a couple of years ago, and my <laughs> my girlfriend literally showed that to me two weeks back. I was just like, this is a thing! And I was just like, what? No, no, God, no. it makes me so happy. She, before she even turned the camera to me, I heard the dude's voice from the video, and I was like, oh, God, mm-hmm. like, it triggered something in my head, I remembered. I was like, no! Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> these so are not him. These are not the balloonists we're speaking of. Okay. Okay.
0: So Because the, instantly when you say balloonist, that's the guy I think of. Okay. <laughs> <I> just <laughs> <I> want to <laughs> make
1: that clear. <laughs> the use of balloons for military reconnaissance was discussed during the Seminole and Mexican Wars, but never gained enough traction for use. Because it was in the 1830s and 1840s.
0: Really? In the Seminole War?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: wow, Andrew Jackson.
1: So, where earlier aeronauts, as they are called, have failed, a relative newcomer to the game, Thaddeus S.C. Lowe, would prevail. Oh, I like that. That's a name. Lowe constructed an immense balloon capable of holding 726,000 cubic feet of hydrogen, and in a trial flight, traveled 650 miles from Cincinnati to an intended spot near Chesapeake Bay.
0: Oh. Unfortunately
1: for Lowe, he went off course and landed in secessionist territory only one week after the fall of Fort Sumter with a basket full of Cincinnati newspapers espousing abolitionist views <laughs> Wait so where did he go when he was off course He la- he la- he landed in southern South Carolina Oh, he, was, right. he was trying for Chesapeake okay. He was Bay. trying to get
0: up to the Chesapeake Bay. I think, right. it's, I think it's at
1: Unionville, okay. South Carolina. I'd have to go back and do it again, but I didn't type that in my note. But That's probably a huge difference. Yeah.
0: Especially in the
1: 1860s yeah. or whenever that's, that is. And that article said only his reputation as a professor of aeronautics saved him from being lynched as a Yankee spy. <laughs> He's <laughs> not good. <laughs> He got so
0: far off course. How do you wait? Chesapeake Bay. Remind me where that That's is. That's
1: Virginia. Like uh, I think I think Chesapeake Bay is Virginia because yeah, it's up there, not near DC and stuff.
0: But so how do you go from to? You're trying to get from Cincinnati. Well, I can perfectly imagine from Cincinnati how to get to South Carolina, and it does not involve you, you, Chesapeake Bay.
1: <laughs> you 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 know very well that hot air balloons only really have the motion to go up or down. And they kind of have to go, where the wind? Yeah, I guess so. And Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why you have, like, the hot air balloon
0: festivals, because that's a time when it's like, this is a great, perfect conditions to do it, and you're doing it in, like, New Mexico.
1: And also, I doubt the aeronautical sciences were advanced enough at the time to know that if you went higher, the wind went different than and lower. So, anyway. So, after wake- making his way back to Sensi, low... Lowe's recent escapade bestowed upon him the idea that his floating skills a thousand feet in the air might very much be useful to the Union cause. And he traveled to D.C. And even <laughs> even though he wasn't the first to bring up the idea. You can start hearing the drum roll. <laughs> and that little fight playing, yeah. <laughs> he had his reputation and charisma behind him to help where others failed. I'm going to quote. To introduce the president to his aeronautic idea in June of 1861, Lowe had his balloon, Enterprise, inflated on the grounds <laughs> outside the Smithsonian's Red Castle and towed to Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue, directly across from the White House. Wow. Lowe ascended to more than 1,000 feet over the city and then wired Lincoln the first telegram ever sent from an aerial observatory. Because they have guy lines to go down, like oh, ropes, so they just yeah. wired, a, wired a telegraph line down. and.
0: That's amazing.
1: And I don't even know if it was... I think it was just a primitive telegraph. It wasn't even a full... Thaddeus from,
0: knows how to get it done. From
1: this point of observation, we command an extent of country nearly 50 miles in diameter. The city with its girdle of encampments presents a suburb scene, Lowe wrote. Um, the 50 miles was probably an exaggeration, but still, it's...
0: But still, though, think about this. He's got to be one of the first people to ever see a city from from the air.
1: Well, I mean, the guy that in France did it back in the day and stuff, but this is like one of the times where he can like talk when he's up there in the top saying. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's big time. And I'm saying this working in remote sensing, that's like soup, you're like seeing stuff from above is completely different than even seeing it from like on top of a hill looking down. So, um,
0: and, and just think about it, Cincinnati now, you got to think about their heritage of fantastic people. I mean... Thaddeus Lowe, and um, you, got the you also have William Shakespeare. Yep, Burger. Yep, the ventriloquist
1: collector. Mm-hmm. Just down the river, you had Edgar Casey. That's much further down the river. But I was going to say, right across
0: the river, you have uh, you have Tuffy Cable. Yep, but you know. yeah, it's a little bit down the river.
1: <laughs> oh, also, a little bit down the river is Rabbit with Hash. There you go, Rabbit. Yeah. Yep.
0: Uh, by the way, another shout out to Mayor Wilbur. Props, Mayor Wilbur. Beasts, love you. Okay, the,
1: the balloonists and Lincoln, who was watching from a second-story balcony in the White House across the street, was like, "Fuck yeah, man, let's do this!" So he invited Low <laughs> Lo to stay with him okay. and and plan how to on. accomplish it. And no, he, that was I was paraphrasing. I know, but um, I have
0: never once seen a portrayal of lincoln as height he's always just so sad i guess early lincoln i guess when he was like
1: yeah. an early rising up and comer but by the time he was president he was always so sad well, i think that was kind of what i was paraphrasing like this actually made him be like yes because i didn't know it but he lincoln got excited. lincoln himself had a patent go through prior to Ooh. presidency it was something to do with really? boys on the shoals, something to do with, like, you know how, like, boys will sit and, like, stay in the same spot. It was something to do with that. Because, you know, he Buies? did stuff. Buoys. B-U-O-Y-S. Buoys. Like, floating that markers in the water. so
0: strange to me the first time he said that.
1: What did it sound like? Boys
0: floating. Oh. <laughs> that did not sound good. Yeah, well, one of Lincoln's big uh, patents is floating boys.
1: <laughs> it, it puts a whole new spin on Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs>
0: We don't. not need to add that to Lincoln's <laughs> legacy. Okay, so he he had buoys. He was a buoy boy. Yeah, I, know,
1: I would have to do more research on that. But that people uh, put that out a couple of different times is the reason mm-hmm. he was interested in this because he was like he Lincoln was the reason mm-hmm. that uh, the patent office was allowing so many op, like incoming applications right. like actually well, giving them us- credence.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to say that Lincoln is a thoughtful
1: mind. Yes, there you go. That's I mean, yeah. that's probably what the, one of the first few words anybody would use to describe him. So. Yeah. So, so he invited Lowe to stay with him that evening and dine and they talked it over. Um they hit roadblocks trying to get this up and going. Mainly old generals being like still saying horse and rider was still a faster means of conveying oh, battle yeah. information. Yeah. Okay. Confederate generals dismissed the ideas outright as carnival attractions. Operated by charlatans, although they did produce a couple of failed and primitive attempts that were later captured by the f- union Army really um that were described oh, that were God. just described as uh, cotton bags tarred over to hold air at them so there is no <laughs> fucking telling what they
0: <laughs> I love that because it's I love it when somebody's like that concept is just somebody who who just so publicly you know they hate when they just bash on a, something like that will never work and then They're just doing, they just turn around and do a terrible version of it.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, It's so good. So I just dropped a picture in the Discord chat for you to look at. These balloons were filled by portable hydrogen generators mounted on army wagons. And these generators produced the gas by means of a chemical reaction between iron shavings and sulfuric acid and a copper chamber. But they literally, like, it's... It's trippy to look at. They're just like these crates on the back of these wagons with, yeah, you describe what you see. If you just took a look at
0: this picture, it's two crates, huge crates on a wagon with pipe or I mean a hose in both of them. Well, there is a pipe sticking out of the crates. Then there's a hose connecting from the pipe into it and you can't really tell what it's it just looks like into
1: a white mass.
0: And then there is the balloon, which is just slowly rising
1: (laughs) It was just, it, like, when I saw that picture, it was just people all around on the hill. Oh, I love this. The wow. idea of this being done back then, because I was like, well, how the fuck did they generate hydrogen? Because it said hydrogen generators, and I look, and it's just literally just a box that they put in. Yeah, I don't know how that's happening. Basi- basically, like, it, it, is
0: that a pump at the top?
1: Yeah. Or something? They They just pump in the sulfuric acid with the iron shavings, and, like, something in the reaction produces the hydrogen gas in that copper chamber, and then basically mm-hmm. they just let it slowly fill up. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's really, that's really something. Okay. So, suddenly, um, I'm turned now. I, okay, balloonist. How do I, I become
1: one? I don't know, but just being, the idea of being under, like, random eight, to, or, like, 19th century chemistry, like, underneath that balloon, you're like, okay, if this doesn't yeah. explode, I'm going to die from poison gases, but whatever. Right. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: no, that is,
0: uh Because these, uh, th-
1: these aren't, like, hot, modern hot air balloons, where they're just, Literally, it's just hot air. They're just heating up and going by convection. This is, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That would have to be terrifying to be in the sky on one of these things, too. Yeah.
1: And just think, this is Civil War time. The first dude to go back up that Benjamin Franklin saw or whatever, you're probably like, what the hell did he do to do that? Oh, God, yeah. In the 1700s. Yeah. Almost 100 years before this. Wow. That really puts it into perspective. So, but he got to put his first flotation into practice September 1861 at Falls Church, Virginia, to aid in aiming of artillery fire as well as um, military mapping under the watchful eye of, and I put this in here because I knew you would love it, under the Mm. watchful eye of Cyrus Ballou Comstock, (laughs) chief engineer of the Army of the Potomac. (laughs) Cyrus
0: Ballou Comstock.
1: Yeah wow it's mainly for the comstock bit but yes well because of the bioshock Russians. yeah so it's like the third uh, but
0: honestly it. the whole name together that's a man born for greatness i was
1: just gonna do cyrus b comstock but I was like no blue i have to put blue in blue there. yeah like the bear from jungle book yeah um <laughs> my dentist was named blue too so um Confederate. Really? huh yeah uh um, oh, okay Confederate commanders and soldiers expended energy avoiding or shooting at what they called the eyes in the sky. Hmm. But these were up high enough that like rifles at the time couldn't reach. Right, okay, yeah. We're talking so still shorter. They range continue okay. they continued use until nineteen sixty three and no army Union Army balloon was shot down and no aeronauts were ever killed.
0: Suddenly I want to make a Civil War movie just so I can have the accurate portrayal of hot air balloons. Not even hot air, but just balloons, balloons in the sky carrying a man who's just looking around on the battlefield. What are they doing up there? Like, what are they trying to accomplish?
1: They're okay, that, that's what I was getting ready to get into because okay. I'm glad Sorry, you brought the movie okay. thing. Oh no, no, this this is the compilation. Because, I, mean, I don't have notes, but imagine the visuals though of a
0: because you always see the Civil War battlefield. Yeah, now imagine that, but then you have a. Ginormous balloon in the sky,
1: which you never see in any of the movies or anything. Because exactly. that's that's why when I was like reading this, I was like at first I was like this might be kind of boring, but I was like thinking about it. I didn't think they really did air stuff until the first world war, right? Because they were doing. Yeah. Cause, I mean, then they were strapping cameras to pigeons, but still. Um, <laughs> but you never expect you. You don't think about it with the civil war. You just no, don't. But this gave them the ability to like go up up there, look down. A, like I said before, the, one of the first things was the aiming of artillery to give, like, at more accurate range to drop artillery however many thousands of meters away. Also, it was like they could go up there and be like, because the Civil War was one of the last wars where they still all marched in formation and did whatever, all that stupid right. shit. Right, and even that, though, was like, it depended, it, it depended oh. on the
0: general in the battle. exactly. You know, I will say, and this is just so nerdy for me, but I will say the the Civil War is much less really like that than what it's portrayed. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have so many, like, we talked about uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest, terrible person, you know, grand wizard and all that. But he was like a military, celebrated military tactician because he didn't fight like that. When people were trying to, and he would just dance around them. So yeah. That is, anyways, that's the brief. Well, uh, well, you just said dance around them.
1: Mean, that was basically what this would do, is to like, because you on a good day, realistically speaking, you could get fifteen miles of viewing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at that at that scale, you're like, if you see a group of people moving like that, just led so you to have, scouts, yes, essentially. they're reconnaissance units. So okay, so oh. I now understand the
0: initial reconnaissance balloon in Civ 6.
1: Yep. There you I go. Just now Ob- observation balloons. This is this is this is what this is. I have just now cuz I wonder like who ever just put up a balloon. If if you're go, going for domination victory they're useful, but I mean, I never
0: I will say I've I never used the balloon. But then again, I also am like at the
1: end game of a playthrough and it's just really hit a snag. <laughs> That's how they always go. Um, so, yeah, but that that was basically their main thing was reconnaissance or, uh, range methoding. So, I do, okay, so I do want to say, and like establish, they don't have
0: any sort of weaponry on these balloons. No. Okay. And they're um,
1: purely for scouting, but how do they get the message back? Do they come back down? They would either come back down or wrap something and drop it, because I'm still kind of sketchy hmm. on on that the couple books that were quoted on this about talking about how they wired down to the White House the information, I didn't think the Telegraph was around that early. I might be wrong. I don't, I, I, yeah. but, but, um, I, as portable, because, I mean, you see from these pictures, I doubt from as much work as it took to set these up and down, I don't think they had the electronic communication yet,
0: but still, it but was. I have a, I actually was thinking a pretty simple fix is, I mean, it's not, like, very flexible, but it just has some flags.
1: And well, I mean, that's yeah. what that's what naval ships did Just at the time. So I would not yeah. I would not be surprised if they use naval flags because, as we'll get into after this one, if we confabulate some more, uh, most of the um, airship stuff later on, World War Two, World War One, mm-hmm. were run by the Navy. Okay. So okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That that checks out. That makes sense. So to bring this to a little bit of a close, alas, in May of eighteen sixty three, is the war raged on, following on the hills of. Thaddeus s c Lowe's resignation from the corps
0: oh
1: no the balloon corps why? dissolved at the height of its success why Thaddeus why basically because he was kind of bullheaded and did not get along with the generals at all that's how they always it are. It, it was kind of a science it was more of a sciencey thing being like hey we have to do it this way and then the generals yeah. were like why can't you go over here do this and he got pissed at him and um, I hmm. I I'd, I'd, if I had more time, uh, Comstock had a lot more to say on the matter because he was the kind of the guy that was one of the back and forth about it. But as one author put it, the nation as a whole <laughs> had no more time to waste on novel ideas concerning the war effort. The time for experimenting with fanciful contraptions of war was over. <laughs> Cause this fanciful was... contraption,
0: yeah, I mean, you which is how matter. it was still seen at the time. So, but that is crazy though because you're like you are. What you're toying with is not the idea of a balloon in the sky. You're toying with the idea of aviation. I mean, you're toying just with the idea of being in the sky. Yep. That's a pretty good idea to explore some more. It's it's not fanciful.
1: But, I mean, it's proven to be a pretty good idea. There's always people that are going to be studgy and conservative and stuck in their ways. (laughs) True. That, like, because, like, now they're like, people don't want stuff to change. It's always the same way. It's like, we've done it this way for however long. Same thing with the Civil War. It started out marching in formation, and the way it it morphed over the few years that it lasted. Oh, definitely. So, like, George McClellan is a terrible general, because he didn't adapt. Well, it's it's whatever that saying is, the generals of today learned on the wars of yesterday.
0: But you also had a lot of generals who fought on the Confederate side especially who had fought in previous conflicts, whereas mm-hmm. on the Union side you had a lot of generals who were kinda of placed there because of status and exactly, money and exactly. things like that. So that's why it took the Union they had to find a guy who had already fought in a war, like Grant before they and Sherman before they really got things could kicked things into high gear.
1: So to continue on the note of airships, sorry, no, 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 you're good, you're good, <laughs> we, dude, we, we we could go way too in depth on the Civil War, and there's probably a thousand yeah. podcasts about it. So oh, I'm sure. Um,
0: yeah, people probably don't come here for just straight Civil War facts. I
1: don't know, Rumpsy <laughs> <or> rumsey <Rumsey-dumsey>, Rumpsy rumsey <laughs> I killed Tecumseh. cumsey. So, <laughs> I love that a, f- a few notable follow-ups to this. My favorite story we could might do it one day, but the USS Akron and the USS Macon were two dirigibles rigid airships that were airborne flying aircraft carriers oh wow that were developed in the 20s and 30s cuz they were they were basically meant to like hold the biplanes and like yeah. cuz biplanes had like barely any fuel at all so they like mm-hmm. used the airship to slowly get over there and then just drop the planes out the bottom to go do stuff and then yeah basically yep yeah, that i mean it makes sense. Yes. It's very steampunkish. Like you're like yes. why we didn't go in this th-? yeah.
0: Yeah, theoretically it makes sense. Yes. Um to like to try that out first before Aircraft carriers. Yeah. But.
1: And then the Navy was like, wait a minute, we could just do a really, 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 really big boat and just launch them off of a boat. It's a lot safer, <laughs> and it's a whole lot easier to repark yeah. them inside instead of having to, because, I mean, can you think about those, because the biplanes would basically have to fly under to, like, and then a hook would drop down and grab them and, like, looney toad them pull them back in. Like, no shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, I love that.
0: <laughs> they should have expanded on that. They should have expanded on that.
1: Well, they, they, they kind of went the way whole Dirigibles as a whole went, because I think that Akron died in a storm off the eastern coast, some like in a thunderstorm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't remember if the making even like actually got used for anything. They got built. But anyway, and then <laughs> just to bring it back around to the days, they're actually starting to rede- redeploy balloon squadrons to use... Balloonists are back! ...to use as, like, signal jammers and stuff like that, because they're, like, stationary or stationary in quotes. I'd have to pull up that article. You could probably fly it up there and just have it kind of sit. Yeah.
0: Probably with the technology they have now, where, like, it could sit on something. They're
1: basically part of the cyber and electronic warfare packs. They're using balloonists. Yeah. So they're basically... The balloonists have been waiting. They've been biding their time. Except this time, it's People controlling their balloons remote because they can basically just send a computer up on the bottom of a balloon to do everything they need to do.
0: They throw away all the art. Yeah. You know, where's the artistry in that? You're supposed, if you're a balloonist, you're supposed to be with your balloon. It's like a great, you know, like you ride a horse and you're great at all, everything there is to do with the equine. But you're not with, if you're not with your horse, then who are you? What are you doing? That's how I feel about balloons. Well,
1: that's, <laughs> no, I, I agree with what you're saying, but that's my little bit to add about the United States Army Balloon Corps. Was that their official title? I, they were the Union Army, but I still call it the U.S. Army. Cause, but the Union Army Balloon Corps? Yep. They From were 1961 the 61 to 1960, or 1861 to 1863.
0: Wow. What a glorious golden two years. Yep. Well, good good for Thaddeus Lowe. Yep. He's a real
1: Cincinnati hero. I like that. <laughs> I didn't even intend for it to be mildly local, but like that actually, I was like, huh, "Yeah, it started out." It actually, is yeah, that actually is really good.
0: I um, I really actually enjoyed that topic. Um, I do have something to add as far as like a personal experience. I was
1: waiting for that.
0: So every so often, I have seen a man in a bicycle esque contraption in the sky with a bunch of balloons. I have seen that flying over the hills of. Central Kentucky.
1: I actually believe you, but <laughs> I, I have seen him with my own two eyes. Was this before or after the movie Up came out?
0: And this is after, well after,
1: actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's because so. he he couldn't get his double wide lifted off the ground, so he just attached it to his white nail. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think he has like some sort of like actual like. I think pretty sure it is some sort of machine like it is like an actual and i don't know that it's really a bike kind of thing or more of like i think it might be like a hot air balloon that he controls like while sitting down it's like a one man hot air balloon oh okay is what i'm thinking it is and it's like he can lay there and he has like a little i think he has like a little wheel or handle or something on the side that he kind of controls maybe like the you know the air yeah anyways i it's what's amazing is (laughs) the last time i saw him i'm just sitting there It was probably, let's say, um, spring of 2021, let's say. So spring of last year. I'm just sitting there. It's a nice sunny day. And I'm sitting there with a book, just enjoying my day, you know. And I look up and over just cresting the hill, it's a man and his balloons and he just keeps going across the
1: horizon and you can clearly tell it's just a man. Please tell me you were under some form of intoxication so you were just sitting there going what the f-?
0: I wasn't. No, I was just sitting there with my book. I had a book and coffee. Ma'am, sitting there just like ma'am. Well, now this is something. That's um that was one of the weirder things that I've seen involving balloons. <laughs>
1: besides balloon love man <laughs> or that was balloon love man and that is his way of transportation but a balloon love man was like down in the southwest though right i don't really know if i'm being honest i didn't mean to get so excited and come up toward the camera but i was like he <laughs> did kind of come up on me bro
0: <laughs> now that um yeah i'm not sure about balloon love man but this guy he loves balloons and he lives in Kentucky, and he's uh, lounging in the sky with his balloons. It looks kind of fun, actually. I gotta, I gotta be honest, but it's just so funny to see him just rise over one hill and then just slowly go over the until next hill you see town. like a
1: flock of those like black birds come over the thing and like run <laughs> right into it and pop like fifty percent of his balloons, and you slowly start <laughs> use, losing altitude.
0: <laughs> and on that, I think that is a great dark note to end this episode. I, it's poor Balloonist falling to his death by birds.
1: That's a lot of dead birds. Oh, <laughs> uh, love you, everybody. Peace.